People like games. What's up, folks? It's Reggie with People Like Games. And this week on Story Mode, we're getting into the head of one of gaming's most prolific storytellers as we discuss the original Metal Gear. Let's get into it. It all starts with a name I'm sure you're all familiar with. Known to many as a true auteur of gaming, Hideo Kojima's story begins with a humble family tradition, watching movies. Kojima's parents would keep their kids up at night to watch movies ranging from horror to westerns to just about anything really. Their passion for film stuck with a young Hideo and eventually inspired his interest in the arts. This passion would lead Kojima to begin making his own home movies. When a friend pulled up to school with a camera, they began working together, even charging other kids to watch. Kojima was hustling way back in the day. But his passion did have to get put on hold. At just around 13, Kojima's father passed away, and a few near-death experiences himself had kind of left their mark. For financial security for his family, Kojima decided to look for more traditional work. While studying economics in college, Kojima would start writing his own fiction, and at some point decided that he wanted to take a stab at the gaming industry. After finishing up with school, he found his way to Konami in 1986 and worked on his first game, Penguin Adventure, a sequel to Antarctic Adventure. In true Kojima fashion, the game was a significant step forward, adding RPG elements and yes, multiple endings. But after the cancellation of Lost World, a game deemed too complex for the MSX system Konami was working with, Kojima wasn't feeling that great about the company. A lot of that stemmed from the limited hardware, but a lot also stemmed from his want to develop for Nintendo systems. But things would change in 1987 when he took over for a new project called Metal Gear. Metal Gear had already entered production and was conceived as an action title before Kojima stepped in. When he did enter though, things would take a big change. Just as he had been disappointed in the MSX system, the limitations were beginning to show up big time, especially when it came to on-screen assets. With a limited amount of enemies and bullets displayed, Kojima began to completely alter the game as he felt that you couldn't really make an action game without any enemies or bullets. And in the process, he sort of created a brand new genre. Before Metal Gear, there wasn't much in the way of a stealth game. There had been some, don't get me wrong, but nothing rivaling what Metal Gear would do for the genre as the first to release on home consoles. But I'll touch on that a bit later. So what did Kojima do exactly? For starters, he took inspiration from Paul Brickhill's The Great Escape and Pac-Man of all places. While the game's character Solid Snake was infiltrating enemy territory, he started with no weapons. This left the player with no choice but to hide until they find weapons, and combat was usually seen as a last option anyway. A line of sight mechanic was added, and the classic exclamation point would appear over an enemy to indicate that you've been caught. The focus on stealth over combat was pretty much unheard of at the time, and even when you did enter combat, ammunition was highly limited, and you were probably better off saving it for the boss if possible. In 1987, Kojima's Baby was finally released for the MSX2 in Japan and Europe. In Japan, it was a top 20 bestseller for five months, peaking at number three. Unlike many games we've talked about on previous episodes of Story Mode though, Metal Gear was not widely popular with critics. Middle of the road reviews from multiple publishers obviously didn't recognize the cultural impact that Metal Gear and Kojima himself would have. But I've got to come back to the console comment I made earlier. While Kojima originally designed the game for the MSX2, 
An NES port did come out later that year. The port was the first time America would see a Metal Gear game, but that's not necessarily a great thing. In short, Kojima's team did not develop the NES port, and according to the man himself, they never even gave over the source code on their own. And without Kojima's direction, many, many changes were made, to the point where the titular Metal Gear is replaced by a supercomputer. You heard that right. The title asset, Metal Gear, did not appear in the game Metal Gear, at least in North America. Needless to say, Kojima has since disowned the port and wants nothing to do with it. But Kojima's displeasure with the project didn't stop it from selling over a million in the U.S. Even the scraps of this man's work were going gold. Hideo Kojima is easily one of the most recognizable names in gaming. Hell, J. Cole dropped one of the best gaming-related bars of all time, and it was about the man himself. Editor, throw that up for the folks. His passion for storytelling, no matter how crazy it may get in later installments, is nearly unmatched in today's landscape. Metal Gear was just the tipping point in one of the most interesting and successful careers in gaming. And if you want to hear more about Kojima's projects, let us know down in the comments, because that's all I've got for today, folks. We'll see you next week for more story mode. Peace.